When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Hey, 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 Russian Nation, what's happening? It's Monday, free agency starts in, oof, pretty much from today at 4pm-ish. Starting at 8pm tomorrow, Murph, is that right? Uh, so the legal tampering period starts in 90 minutes time of Full transparency, recording this at half past two in the afternoon. So in the next 90 minutes, the official legal tampering bit, which is like the official tapping up bit, but it's been going on all week anyway, uh, is open. And then free agency will open at eight o'clock on Wednesday, 8 p.m. our time. Perfect. So yeah, Murph, full transparency as well. We're not in the studio today. We're doing this on the fly. I'm in transit. You're in a pod at work. But we thought Rush Nation needs us. It's going to be over a week before we do a studio pod. So better let them know with free agency news yeah it's, it's all gone off in the last in the last few days so <clears throat> excuse me a bit croaky so it thought it was worthwhile to catch up and rather than do uh massively out of date news on wednesday we thought we'd do one now we'll catch people up and then for when the official tampering period is live and open uh, everyone is up to date and then we can update everyone again on wednesday sounds ideal it's weird not being in the studio i'm not gonna lie it is a bit weird. It's very weird to do this on location, but, you know, needs must. It's still a good good time to catch people up. Luckily, modern technology, if it doesn't fail us, will uh, we'll serve us well in this case. 
definitely. Well, before we jump into any news and free agency stuff, we need to do a little shout out. The guys, well, the good guys over at NFL Vintage UK hooked me up with an Aaron Hernandez rookie jersey last week. And we're doing a bit of a collaboration with them. And they're going to give our listeners a 10% discount off of everything in store. So if you go to NFL Vintage UK, check out all of the stuff they've got. They've got a massive, massive selection of jackets, jerseys, sweatshirts, snaps, all from the 70s, 80s, 90s and noughties. And then they've got signed stuff as well. So if you head over to NFL Vintage UK and then snap in the code 5YARDRUSH, get yourself a cheeky 10% off, let them know we sent you and just have a good time. Go buy some stuff because the gear is all legit. Yeah, it's really cool stuff they've got on there. I think this is a limited time code uh, for a week or so. So uh, don't sort of hang around with this. It's a good time to get involved and get those. Items go very, very quickly on there as well. Like you, you rushed in and got the Aaron Hernandez jersey, I think, before most people had an opportunity to even look at it. So um, website's www.nflvintageuk.com. So jump on there, uh, get your merch, get it this week and enjoy 10% off, which he doesn't do many offers. So this is a real uh, Brucey for us. Yeah. So go and spend some money on his site and hopefully we might get an even bigger offer in the future. Rush Nation, go do us proud. Murph, let's hit some news. So where should we start? Should we do some franchise tag stuff? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when we did the when we did the studio pod, the franchise tag period was still open for another few hours. And in the last few hours of the franchise tag period, uh, some players were tagged. So let's, let's start there and we can go through some of the transactions of the week and then we'll update you with all the debatable and uh, exciting news in about five minutes time. Perfecto. So the tag players that have been tagged, the Cowboys tagged Demarcus Lawrence, the Texans tagged Jadavian Clowney, excuse me, the Seahawks tagged Frank Clark, the Chiefs tagged D Ford, the Falcons tagged Grady Jarrett, and the 49ers, as we mentioned the other day, tagged Robbie Gold. Yeah, I was, I was surprised it was only six players that were tagged. I thought there'd be quite a few more in here that would have been, but uh, I mean, they're all, they're all, Excellent players uh, in their positions. People get surprised when there's a kicker tagged. It does happen on occasion. So he was the first one to be tagged. And then with these other five came late. Tank Lawrence isn't that keen on signing a tag. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. And we've got some news on Frank Clark, which we'll get to shortly. And also D Ford is potentially up for trade. And there's the Packers and potentially the Eagles looking at that. So it's not done with those players, despite the fact they've been tagged. So plenty more to come in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, yeah. there's been some big moves as well. People, big cut candidates and stuff like that. Players that we didn't necessarily think were going to get cut have, have been dropped. So I think we've probably got them in the news notes as well. People like Justin Ford, are they? Um, Justin Houston, sorry. Yeah, we've got them in there to, to come. Perfect. Well, let's talk about some other transactions then. So Cleveland have cut Darren Fells. The Jags cut Carlos Hyde, but then Kansas City went on and signed him, which, you know, do you want to talk about? Yeah, I think it's a smart move by um, Kansas City. It was always going to be weird to see what they would do after Kareem Hunt, and they've decided they're going to add Carlos Hyde to a one a one year deal. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that tandem of the one two works. I think this hurts Damian Williams's fantasy stock. So I do think Carlos Hyde is going to get some reasonable snaps here. So I think it's not going to be the dominant. Damien Williams show that we had uh, in the playoffs in the final week of the season. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out, but he's definitely there to provide some competition. So moving on to some other transactions, Ricky Seals-Jones, we talked about previously in the pod, he is going to be re-signed by Arizona to a one-year tender. 
Arizona have also cut Mike Glennon. Uh, the Panthers have uh, signed Tory Smith to a one-year deal. Uh, Dallas have signed Alan Hearns to a one-year deal. TJ Lang out of Detroit has been cut. Jacksonville started a mass exodus of cutting, and their two main players, other than Hyde, that went was uh, to Sean Gibson and Malik Jackson. So both of those have been cut, assuming they're making the room for Nick Foles because they didn't have the cap room to, to make that transaction. And that's one we probably expect to go through on, on Wednesday. Do you want to cut through to the next piece? Because this is quite a significant piece of uh, transaction action. Yeah, this is mental. So the Ravens have cut Eric Weddle, which surprised us. And then the Rams went and signed him. And not only that, the Rams have extended... Uh, what's his chat? What's the guy's name? Oh, it's eluded me. Uh, Dante Fowler. Yeah. So... <laughs> With that, that's just unreal now, adding Weddle to Dante Fowler and Aaron Donald and all the other bits they've got there as well. It's just craziness. So, yeah, Eric Weddle, two-year deal with the Rams through to 2020. Yeah, it's a good deal that um, it didn't take long for him to be snapped up in the market. It's a very good safety market. So, for him to come off early, it was almost like he wasn't on there. He was kind of like picked up and gone almost immediately. So, uh, that'd be made official. They did cut uh, the Rams, uh, Mark Barron. He was one of the players that they are going to make room for, and I think they're going to cut maybe a couple more. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Giants have signed uh, Aldrich Rosas, their kicker, to a one-year tender. Brandon Graham was given a three-year extension at the Eagles. Uh, Ramon Foster, we talked about in our free agency show, uh, he has signed a two-year extension. They've also uh, re-signed uh, Marquise Pouncey as well to a three-year extension. So great business from the Steelers. Uh, we'll talk about some of the departures they've had this week, but that is um, that is two bits of business that they'll be very pleased to have wrapped up and, and got done. Carl Juszczyk, who is the Pro Bowl fullback, San Francisco have given him a one-year option. Well, they've exercised this one-year option. I love that. Yeah, yeah, had got some very useful snaps last year. Um, so no real big surprise there. But they did decline the option on Pierre Garçon, so he moves to free agency. Cleveland uh, cut Jamie Collins. We talked about Jason Witten last week. He was signed uh, to a deal worth reported $5 million dollars including incentives. Donovan Smith, as kind of was expected, was uh, signed to an extension so the Bucks didn't use the tag. They gave him a three-year extension through to 2021, two years guaranteed. Raheem Mostert uh, was given the one-year tender as a re-sign by the 49ers, and Brett Kern was given a four-year extension from the Titans. Yeah. So that was all your extensions and transactions and stuff. But let's move on to the big news. <laughs> we can't come much further into the pod without mentioning Antonio Brown's name. It would be remiss. No, <laughs> it would have been great if we tried left it out as if it didn't really happen. So, Well, it hasn't happened. It's not official yet. No, that's true. It's not official until Wednesday at 8pm, but we do know it. it's a done deal and it's, ha- it's happening. So, um in terms of Twitter went into a bit of a meltdown on Friday when it was announced that the Bills were very close to doing a trade for uh, Antonio Brown. We woke up to that news. I think it came through about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning that it looked like the Bills were going to do a deal. And then it looked like that deal was prematurely ended reasonably quickly because it seems like Antonio Brown uh, threatened not to report uh, he even went on Instagram after Ian Rappaport broke the news and said fake news. So he clearly had no desire to go to Buffalo. He clearly had a destination in mind that he wanted to go. And he effectively created his own free agency market, which 
I think makes a mockery of the whole process. But the Bills believed him enough to pull out of the trade. And I think they were offering more than what uh, the eventual team, the Oakland Raiders, have decided that they parted with. I think it was at least a second. And there's some reports that it would have been the ninth overall pick for Antonio Brown. So uh, the Steelers have been massively shafted here, big time. Yeah. Do you think it's Oakland's a better landing spot fantasy-wise for Brown than the Bills was? 100%. I think, um, you know, people don't like the... You know the the options of the Bills, and you've got Josh Allen there. I mean, Derek Carr is a, is an upgrade on uh, Josh Allen as a fantasy quarterback, especially throwing the ball. There's still some uncertainty there as to who's going to be the the QB there, but we, but we sort of lead to believe it's going to be Derek Carr. I think he takes a drop in targets, um, but I don't think that's a, a big surprise. The one knock on effect, I think, if uh, if you've got Jared Cook, if he resigns in Oakland, which is what everybody kind of wants. I think this kills him. I think this absolutely kills his chances of being fantasy relevant. Who, Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown will kill Jared Cook's uh, any chance of him being efficient as a as a tight end next year. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jared Cook only really operates between the 20s, doesn't he? He's not a red zone target anyway. So if you've got Brown chewing up yardage in the middle as well as red zones, attempts and targets and touchdowns, then Jared Cook, like you say, is completely irrelevant really. But Jared Cook got um, 100 targets last year, over 100 targets. He's not getting anywhere near that this year Wow! Um, if he resigns in Oakland. So his production is going to go down. He got 800 yards last year and just don't see him getting anywhere near that kind of production if he stays in Oakland. So he hasn't. So we're sort of speculating. But if he does resign in Oakland, uh, he's one you probably want to be trying and shifting while he's got some value because I can't see him. I can't see him do much in Oakland. No. Well, we might as well stay in Oakland, and the Raiders are set to trade former Pro Bowl left guard Caliche Ozemele. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's a very difficult read. Uh, yeah, so Ozemele to the Jets, along with a six-round pick for the Jets' fifth rounder and some freed up, and so the Oakland Raiders free up some cap space as well. Yeah, good protection for uh, Sam Darnold. That's a piece that was needed. Uh, decent player, but. You know, they, they need to start thinking about... I, I don't think this move was an Antonio Brown reaction. I think this is potentially them looking to get another big piece in uh, free agency. And I think that the Raiders are favourites to sign Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Do you, I, I don't know. So I think it's more for that. Um, I just I, I, can, I can see it happening now because I couldn't see Antonio Brown going there and all of a sudden he's 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 ended up there. So why Bell wouldn't now go as well and... It could be quite a formidable attack next year. I, I could see that definitely happening. I think um, you're going there to someone you know and trust and respect. I think Oakland are going to be one of those very few teams that will pay the sort of money that Lev Bell wants. I think people are going to be reluctant to pay him what he what he wants overall. I don't think he's going to get those 15, 16 million a year that he's he's crawling after, but I think he'll get closer in Oakland than anywhere else. So I think... Oakland is going to be the place that he lands. Um, pretty confident that's what will happen, but I don't have any official word or sources, but all the commentary and everything kind of looks like that's the way it's going to go. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. No, I, th- I think from a fantasy perspective, it, it'd be interesting. I wouldn't say necessarily go and buy a ton of shares in Derek Carr just yet because there's still the draft to negotiate and there's some talk. They might trade up for Kyler Murray, but um, if 
Derek Carr survives the draft as the number one QB, he could be someone that's worth, I don't, I wouldn't say he's, he goes into like a top 12 QB, but I think he's an improvement on last year. There's still some concerns with his back, but I think he's someone that could have a bit more interest than, than normal. So I think it's a worthwhile look uh, at him when you're thinking about your fantasy drafts. Yeah, especially if you employ the late round QB tactic, then there's a lot worse you could do than Derek Carr if he gets these weapons. Yeah, absolutely. Staying at the quarterback position, let's talk about Joe Flacco to the Denver Broncos. Broncos have given up a fourth round pick in 2019 for Joe Flacco. This is pure, we've mentioned this before, but this is purely a bridge, a one sort of maybe two year deal, and then bring in a quarterback in next year's draft, I think. I mean, there's a chance we go after Drew Locke at 10, but I, I don't think we do now with Flacco in the building. No, well, I think you have to see what happens in the draft. I wouldn't be ready to write that one off. But I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming days as to whether that is something that is going to happen. So I, th- I think at the moment, what I think they're looking to, to back up on Joe Flacco. And I think they could still take uh, Drew Locke and, and sit him a year behind and, and see what happens. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it is curtains on the Drew Locke pickup. But we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the Big Apple, the Giants have agreed to trade, well, to a trade that will send Pro Bowl outside linebacker Olivia Vernon to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for right guard Kevin Zeitler. Now, this had Browns fans up in a little bit of a bit of bother. I'm not surprised. I think it's a terrible move for the Browns. Uh, Listen, they decided to move on from Zeitler. Zeitler was a top uh, top rated guard in PFF. Last year, PFF rankings, um, but he was expensive and they've got draft capital invested in Austin Corbett, who they drafted last year. So they were thinking uh, that Corbett would come in and I think it was fairly clear that Seitler would go. Um, I think he's drawing 12 and a bit million in uh, in in roster salary this year, um, plus a, a signing bonus of around point. Two million, I think, is somewhere around that figure. So, quite a hefty chunk on on the cap, uh, and the, and the Browns will still be on for that that roster signing bonus. But it, they're getting rid of his salary, um, moving him on. However, they're bringing on board Olivier Vernon, who the last two years has missed a total of eleven or twelve games, and he's even more. You're talking about a player who is in decline, who is injury prone, and he's got a a, a roster um, a roster cap of fifteen point two five million dollars. So it's a lot of money. He instantly becomes the Browns' most expensive cap-spaced player. So it's, it's, a, it's a significant investment in him. Um, they've got that for two years, that cost as well. So it's a significant amount of money to the cap. The Browns have that kind of space, although it has taken a huge chunk out of it. But it does mean that they, you know, they are getting a player. They, you know, We're talking about a, a pro bowler uh, talent, but... He needs to get on the field. He had a, a reasonable year last year, but uh, you know, missing six games is not really what you're looking for when you're trying to bring in pieces. Um, and I think there was better free agents out there they could have had. And Zeitler was a worthy uh, asset to get rid of. I think you would have got a third round pick for him, maybe, maybe something a bit more. So I think it's not a deal that Browns fans will be excited about. But I think if you're the Giants, you have to be pleased to have gotten away from Olivier Vernon's contract and to bring in a huge position of need to upgrade your offensive line and to protect Eli and Saquon and, and company. So uh, good good bit of business from the Giants in, in my book. I think they've done extremely well, and it's very rare that you'll hear me say that about Giants business. 
Well, they must have done very well then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why they signed him to that huge contract, but they've got out of it. So, a uh, great bit of business from them. Yeah, we mentioned Dante Fowler earlier. He's uh, heading back to the Rams. The team announced on Sunday that he's going to re-sign there. Uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals have found a big upgrade at offensive line. and now they, They've acquired offensive tackle Marcus Gilbert from the Steelers, and they've only had to give up a sixth-round pick, which I think is good business for the Cardinals, especially the drama they had trying to protect Rosen last year. And if they do end up taking Kyler Murray, then they're going to need to protect him too. So this is only good things for the Cardinals. Yeah, it was clear that this was a cut candidate from the Steelers roster. So they're just looking to get something back. And the sixth round pick is a pretty standard. Uh, if you're seeing players of talent go for sixth round picks, it's normally uh, we're just looking to get something as opposed to we're going to cut him anyway. So uh, that's very much what that deal uh, smacks of. So uh, good bit of business by the Cardinals. Um, they need a few more like that to, to, to keep that afloat because that O-line was dreadful last year. Yeah, it was horrendous. So, former Patriots coach Brian Flores has turned up in Miami and said, well, I need a bit of that Patriots action. So, he's gone and signed Dwayne Allen to a two-year, $7 million deal. Not really fancy relevant, I don't think. No. I think it's it's maybe just a player that he knows and can bring a culture in that's quite cheap. Um, and, you know, they've got they've got a couple of players there. I think Gaziki they drafted last year at the tight end position. So it'd be interesting to see if, if Allen's going to get many, if any snaps, but he's not someone I'm looking to add in my, uh, in my fantasy drafts anytime soon, uh, despite him being picked up by Flores. Yeah. So moving on to Baltimore, they're somewhat of a defensive throwout at the moment. Yeah. Uh, getting rid of uh, CJ Mosley. So letting him walk into free agency, um, but they have picked up. Um, they have decided to offer the tender to uh, Michael Pierce and Patrick uh, Umwanasor as well. So you've got a couple of players there. I think they're just they're unfortunate that they've got players that are at the end of their contract and quite old. Uh, T Sizzle as well. I think is entering free agency as well. So a lot of players in there that um, it's going to be all change at Baltimore this year. It's probably not the best time to have uh, all your experience leave leave the room, but. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think they're going to need to pick up some pieces. Do you think that affects the Baltimore DST next year? It's fantasy. I think anytime you're losing significant pieces off your line, it, what ha- I mean, you need to wait and see what happens with people like T Sizzle and CJ Mosley. They could potentially come back. I don't think they will. Um, I think if they were going to, they would have done the deals by now. But sometimes these people go out, they test the market, and then they get the money. So I think if you're losing Sizzle, you lose Mosley. Um, you've lost Weddle. Um, you're talking about very vocal leaders in that dressing room. Um, I think that's a huge question mark for me when thinking about the Baltimore Ravens DST. Um, you can never write anyone off. You need to see what the, the lineup's going to be at camp. But it, I'd be a little bit more worried than, than normal. But they do scheme well and they, they do traditionally always end up as a top 10. But there might just be a lack of uh, production. Uh, to begin with, while they adjust to the changes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the team you made me trade for in Dynasty now, I need to get rid of. Excellent news. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I, th- I think, you know, as I say, I still would expect them to be a top 10. Yeah. The way that they play and the way that they they coach. And like I said, I wouldn't make any rash decisions on them. I think it depends on the scoring of the league and I think it depends on uh, who they pick up. They're clearly looking to improve some pieces, which is what I think why they're letting players go. 
Um, so I would wait and see who they try and sign and what they draft because this is a very good defensive class. And if they pick up a couple of uh, key pieces in this draft, they could see not a huge drop in production year one and then actually turn out to be better two, three, four years down the line. Yeah. Oh, fair. Oh, hold on then. I was just yanking your chain. <laughs> um, <laughs> so faced with an indefinite inspe- suspension, sorry, the Cowboys pass rusher David Irvin has well, he's declared he's done with the NFL and he's quit the team. We, um, this is probably a bigger talking point than we should mention on later on in the week, Murph. So, yeah, I agree. So we'll, we'll skirt around that at the moment. Uh, Justin Houston, end of an era in Kansas City. They've released the outside linebacker after eight seasons. He's, I think he'll get a gig somewhere else. He's still pretty good. Oh, he's getting paid somewhere else. I think it's just, this was down to money. And I think he's going to get a decent contract somewhere. It'd be interesting to see the market for him. Um, and who's going to be in talks. He's not a player I would expect to stay on free agency for for too long. Um, I mean, he was due $14 million this year. So you can understand why um, why he's been dumped. But on the other hand, it's still interesting to see uh, what his market's going to be like and what he's going to get. Again, I think, you know, looking at sort of teams that, that would go for him, you know, someone like the Green Bay Packers, this could be a, a match made in heaven for them. It, you know, there is some risk to that with some injuries, but I don't think they'll be afraid to pay him um, some cheddar to get it done. Yeah, no, it could be a very different look. There with D Ford getting traded possibly and Houston gone. Absolutely. Uh, they, they, I'm, I'm worried about that, that defence that they've got there. I don't think it's, it's great. Um, they need to do quite a bit. For me, there's a lot of holes on that roster, but bringing in experienced guys like Ford and Houston okay, you're going to have to pay him and you need to think about how much you're going to pay him and how that's potentially going to have an impact on other key pieces they need to think about picking up. Um, they still need safety help. They still need um, some O-line pieces um, and you, they need a tight end. They need quite a few pieces really to, to get into what I think is championship contention. So um, those two would be a very good start, but if you blow your budget on them, you're going to get some very cheap players in other positions that probably won't help you that much and you'll still be a bridge too far. So a word of caution. No doubt. Moving on, the Lions have announced they've signed former Patriots and Dolphins wideout Danny Amendola. This Danny, Danny playoff has gone to the Lions. Yeah. I don't know. What is, what is it with Danny playoff? So... He, he's gone to the Dolphins for a year, didn't work out, and now he's going to sign for another team that's not going to make the playoffs. I mean, he's only good in December onwards. So what's the point of picking him up for the, for the first sort of four months of a season if you're not going to make the playoffs? Well, maybe he doesn't like playing in December anymore, so he's going to teams that don't make the playoffs. I mean, he's an interesting... Uh, I mean, he didn't set the world alight, but he did have Ryan Tannehill with, with Stafford and the way that they play with three wide out sets. It could be quite interesting, especially Marvin, uh, Marvin Jones isn't 100%. He could maybe get an upgrade on what he was doing last year from a fantasy perspective. So he's one to speculatively watch and add. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth a one or a zero dollar bid in Dynasty if your waivers are still open. Yeah, definitely. And then last but not least, Frank Clark. He said he's not going to sign the franchise tag or attend training camp unless the Seahawks give him a new deal. I don't blame him. He, he said he didn't want to be tagged and yet they've tagged him anyway. So, yeah, I, think, I think it depends how far apart they are. It's the same situation with Tank Lawrence. I think Tank Lawrence has a number in, he, in his head that he's worth. And I think Frank Clark's the same. Um, it depends how big the gap is. 
with someone like Tank Lawrence, I think the difference is about three million a year, which is it doesn't sound like a lot when you're dealing with a hundred and eighty-eight million salary cap, but that is quite significant. Um, and I think the same with Frank Clark. Um, these guys have seen good players get tagged and get injured. I mean, Frank Clark saw it firsthand with Earl Thomas last year. So I think he's just saying, Look, I want my guaranteed money. I've earned it. Uh, go ahead and give it to me. Don't tag me. So uh, he's very much going to go down the Earl Thomas. I don't want to play route and we'll see what happens. There is one other bit in uh, transactional use that we did miss. Okay. Um, one of your favorite quarterbacks of all time, Case Keenum, has been traded to the Washington Redskins. He has, yeah. I missed that off the list. How can we get that? <laughs> so Denver are going to be getting a sixth round 2020 pick and Washington will get a seventh round 2020 pick. It's worth noting that uh, Case Keenum actually restructured his deal. So he's actually given back uh, close to $10 million this year in what he would have earned because his, his cap number was around 17. So some of that money has gone to Denver paid off. I think it's close to $4 million uh, that they've had to pay Keenum. And I think the Skins are going to be paying him around three, three and a half million. So uh, I know a few Redskins fans who weren't very happy thinking, oh, it's Case Keenum. But you're talking about a guy who went to the, you know, NFC Championship game two years ago. And at the same time, or close to the one play away from going to the NFC Championship game two years ago. Uh, you know, I don't love the quarterback, but... He's someone who's going to offer some competition. And if he's going to cost you three and a half million, I'd love you to find a better quarterback for that kind of money when you're still tied in and committed to the Alex Smith money. So don't think it's a bad insurance deal. And I doubt you're going to get a backup that's better than Case Keenum. If you should start her, I see why you're a bit concerned. But uh, as a backup, I don't think you're going to get much better in the league than, than Case Keenum. No, not for the dollar. I think as a journeyman and backup, like you say, three and a half million dollars is bang on the money for the Redskins. And I like it. Yeah, I, I do. I think for the situation, they're in a really difficult situation. Um, it's a pretty non-committal contract. They're not having to pay big, big money. Um, and they've got a player that was willing to take a significant pay cut to go there, which says a lot. I think you've got to have character guys like that who understand why they're there and what they're doing it for. So I don't have a big problem with it. If he starts, then you know, you're looking at the Redskins saying, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team anyway, but they will struggle to get to eight wins. Uh, with him as a starter but if he is coming in just to add some competition and maybe be a competent backup why not a bit of a mentor and experience and if they draft the QB that's something or if it's just a bridge just to get through the season and write it off it's not an expensive option so uh, no problem either way with that no perfect well Murph my free parking time has expired on my parking bay so <laughs> we're gonna have to wrap this free agency talk up but like we said earlier we wanted you to get to you early on a Monday Rush Nation, make sure you were full of information about free agency. And then uh, we've got shows Wednesday and Friday, I think, this week. So it's exciting times. That's correct. It is great guest on Wednesday. Uh, another another name from uh, Fancy Podcast World. So very excited to have uh, this person on. Um, and Wednesday will be good. It just means we are able to get you up to date on a Monday with all the news prior to the tampering. Uh, legal tampering uh, period starting and then on Wednesday we can cover you up to date plus maybe talk a little bit more about the ramifications of the Antonio Brown trade and maybe some of those highlights but in the next two days we'll have a really clear idea of some big movements and uh, no doubt we'll have plenty to talk about then so much so we haven't even got anything planned in other than to talk about that so if not it might be a quite quick show on Wednesday. It's unlikely you know you and I get in a room and we, we talk all day but <laughs> 
definitely. This this uh, traffic warden looking at me doesn't look too keen, so I'm going to have to bounce Rush Nation. But go and check out NFL Vintage UK, slamming the code Five Yard Rush, and go do your thing. Get yourself some decent merchandise over there. Murph, I will see you Wednesday. See you Wednesday, my friend. Don't get the ticket, and if you do, we'll try and uh, crowdfund it from all the listeners of Rush Nation to pay it. I love that. Rush Nation, represent your boys. Murph, I'll see you Wednesday. Take care. But until then, don't forget, keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 